Blog Talk Radio. When I would do good, evil is always present with me. Oh, wretched man that I am, who will free me from this body of death? Thanks be to God and Christ Jesus. I'm ready for the fight of my life. Start the record. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to have everybody be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Greg Turner. And I'm your co-host, Brian J. Henderson. Brian, we got a powerful show tonight. I don't know if, if everybody's really ready for it. Well, I can tell you what. They better get ready because we got an <laughs> awesome brother who's going to come on and talk about some serious, serious topics. You know, he's yeah, been with us in the past, and I can tell you that we're going to have a good time. You know, I'm not going to talk as we're not going to talk as much tonight. We want Tony to come on in, and uh, we're going to talk about homosexuality. We're talking about relationships in America is the topic for tonight. And again, we're talking about homosexuality, low brothers. I mean, Tony is just putting it out there. He's not holding back. And uh, Brian, whenever you're ready, let's bring him in because we have a ton of people listening in, and we have a ton of people who's probably going to have questions for him. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, Greg, I want to start off by, you know, highlighting what we've been talking about for the past couple of months, and that's the the plight of the people of Haiti, you know, and the situation that they're going through with the recent hurricane that they had to deal with, with the battles of cholera, and, you know, more importantly, the the devastating earthquake that the nation of Haiti went through. You know, we're soliciting your prayers, your, uh, whatever finances you may be able to send over, whatever resources you may have, you know, especially in this holiday season. You know, we want them to be able to have a good holiday just like, you know, we have. And, you know, they can't do that because many of them don't even have a pillow to lay their head on at night. You know, many of them don't know when they're going to be able to take their next, you know, hot shower or have a hot meal. So, you know, when you're out there getting your gifts and, you know, you're deciding on who your secret Santa uh, or who your secret, you know, whatever is going to be, you know, think about the people in Haiti. Think about the people in that nation that, you know, are not just looking for a Christmas gift. They're looking for the gift of life. Yeah. But, Greg, yes, we got an awesome show, and I'm ready to bring Tony on. I mean, this brother does he does it all, and he does it well, and that's what's most important. You know, and he's a, a life relationship coach, a motivational speaker, a mind coach. You know, I think everybody needs a mind coach because not, not all of us are able to keep our minds in check every day. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so the fact that this brother said he's a mind coach, that tells you that he's got his mind, you know, he, he's got his mind right. But I'm going to stop talking, and I'm going to introduce him and let him come on in. We have with us our special guest, our wonderful brother, Mr. Author, Mr. Speaker, Mr. Consultant, Mr. Film Producer, Screenwriter, Shall I Go On, Mr. Tony Gaskins, Jr. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Tony, are you there? Hi. Yes, Tony, are you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, we, yes can. we can. Yes, how okay. you doing, man? I'm doing good. 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 Your, 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 phone, a, your phone a little choppy. Your phone a little choppy to me, Greg. Yeah, everybody telling me that. I don't know what the problem is, but I'm sure we'll get it, we'll get it straight. Uh, Tony, we're talking about relationships in America tonight, brother. Yes, sir. All right, you ready for it? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Hey, you know what? I, I, I'm going to go straight into the, probably the most uh, the part about the show that a lot of people are afraid to talk about. And I wanted to ask you, what do you think about uh, the Eddie Long situation that's going on in Atlanta? You know what? I really don't. I don't have all the the facts on it. And you know, just looking at it and being a Christian man myself, of course, it was a you know, it felt like a black eye to the body of Christ and. For me, whether it's true or not, just the fact that it even came up, I mean, it says so much. And it kind of shows how immoral 
you know, we we are becoming in America as far as our relationships concerned and the way, you know, we just, you know, have been turned over to, you know, to lust and, and guys who are supposed to be leaders and, you know, and, and teachers and not to say that it's Bishop Eddie Long because even if he's innocent, I know bishops that's guilty. I just finished today ghostwriting a, a young lady's book where she's not, she's about 50 now, but her book is a truth tale of a true story of where she was raped by her her bishop and, and the you know the deacon and so you know we still have humans that's in church you know seeking something better and falling short so when I look at it man it, it's sad but I can't say as a young black man like the black men that came out what what stuck out to me is that even if this is about money or something like that being gay in the black community isn't something that people take lightly. It, it, it isn't, it's not something that people smile upon, and that's why we. That's why I believe our race have so many down low brothers, and the white race and other races may not have as much as we do because, you know, black people and you know we even have island people that are in America who, even on the island like Jamaica and places like that, they don't they don't play with brothers who want to be gay, and so we have a lot of down low brothers, and so for these young men to come out and say that they were, you know, you know, mistreated or abused or, you know, sucked in uh, by his power, by Bishop Eddie Long, for them to say that and have to suffer that scrutiny and be seen as, you know, a guy who was having sex with another man for the rest of their life, I really don't believe it's a it's a dollar amount that you could put on that. You know, I just, so that that's what really hit me. And, uh, you know, it, it's sad, but it don't represent. It don't represent everybody. Right, right. And the reason, Tony, the reason I ask you that is because, you know, he's married, and there are relationships in the churches that are broken at times because of issues and things like this that happen. And and a lot of times, like you said, some of them are guilty, and and we don't know what went on in that church. But uh, one of the reasons I wanted to ask you, Tony, the fact that he's a leader and the first lady, you know, he and the first lady, I, oh boy, I can't even imagine what's going on in that relationship right now. I, oh, yeah. I, I can't even imagine what that's like. And, and, and let's say that it's not true. Right? Is that that? Oh wow, that has to be a really, really strong uh, marriage to to make it through something like this because the whole world is judging them. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's serious. That's serious. I think on on a, on a much you know larger scale, and I think that this kind of you know it's, it represents the problems that we face. But even bigger than that is just relationships in general, and how many single women we have, you know, how many single mothers we have, um, you know, how much domestic violence we suffering. You know, th- those issues right there is just it, it's really appalling to me, and I think that's really what got me on the mission that I'm on. Okay. Good, good, good. You know, uh, Tony, now that you brought up that that particular topic of domestic violence, let's talk about that a little bit. You know, because I know in in your uh, previous book, What Daddy Never Told His Little Girl, you know, you talk about a lot of that. You talk about a lot of the things that, you know, that you actually personally had gone through. Right. You know, so let's, let's, let's discuss that a little bit. Well, you know what? It goes all the way back, you know, just to the home. And love is a learned behavior. And in order for you to show love, you must first know love. And a lot of men aren't being shown love in the home. They they aren't being taught how to love. And it's largely because we have so many single mothers. And even if we have a father, a lot of times parents fail to realize that the best parent is transparent. So if you're not open and honest, and having that dialogue with your child, and they won't learn how to love either. And then we have young men growing up who are seeking affirmation in their life. They've only been affirmed, like myself, I had only been affirmed as an athlete. I hadn't been affirmed as as a powerful, strong young man that had potential. All I knew is that I was a star athlete, that I was in college on a full scholarship playing football, and that was the only affirmation I had outside of that. I knew nothing about real love and a real relationship. And then I got with a female who came from a home where she saw abuse and she didn't know real love and she didn't know what a relationship was. And so 
That's why I oftentimes say if you don't know love, somebody will come and teach you how to hate yourself, then you'll confuse the two. And that mm. was really that was really what happened it, with this domestic violence. We meet in men who don't realize and understand that the greatest strength is gentleness and don't realize and understand the difference between the makeup of a man and a woman and how a man lacks the cognitive skills that a woman possesses. And so we have women not understanding that they naturally are on a much more mature level than a man, and then they back a man into a corner in an argument and arguing him down, and now he's saying, hey, I don't know, I'm tired of talking about this, I'm done, and he tried to walk away, and she grabbed him, and next thing you know, he has ran out of words. He's either saw domestic violence in the home, or even if he hasn't, his innate nature as a man is to fight, is to push, is to shove, is to use his physical strength to get his point across. That's why we see players in basketball and football fighting one another instead of just yelling and arguing the way a lot of women do. And so this is what we're facing is we're facing a breakdown in the home and then even outside of the home where we learn the other stuff, like in school, we're facing a breakdown in the schools to where nobody is teaching love, which I can guarantee you it don't matter how many degrees you have. If you don't know how to love, you ain't going to be happy with life. If you, you can have PhDs and everything, but if you don't know how to love a man or a woman will come in your life and you will lose it all. And and I think that's one of the most important lessons we need to be teaching, and I, that's really why we suffer right now. Wow. Yeah. So, Tony, if you think, um, you know, with men, we, we fail to understand how to deal with situations, and we fail to learn how to cope with, with, with certain things because of our pride and our ego, like you were saying. Do um, you think it's just the fact that we just don't know how to deal with the situation? And, and, and I'm sure you've heard me say this before, and um, anger starts in it, and I'm not expecting I, I can hear you a little bit. Brian, could you hear him? Uh, okay, can, what, what about now? What about now, Tony? I, yeah, I, I can hear you now. Okay, I was saying that, do you think it's because men, we lack and we, the understanding of, of love and how to give love, and when we're put in situations that we don't understand because of that, uh, the anger starts when the knowledge stops. Is, is that what you're saying? Exactly. You... Anger is an expression that you use when you don't know how to express yourself, and especially for men, and that's that's where we've fallen short at, and, and that's where the communication comes in, and, and this is what men need to realize and understand that you're not a real man until you learn how to love a woman unconditionally because in everything that I've done in my life, whether it be, uh, be a, a star athlete, a drug dealer, a criminal, uh a husband, a father, a business owner, everything that I've done, there's been nothing harder than loving a woman unconditionally because of the way that men are wired and the way that our society is built, the way that men are, you know, male chauvinists and, and we the head of everything and, you know, we was kings and uh, leaders and we, we have become to see women as a piece of meat. And so that's how we treat them and we cheat on them and we beat on them and we leave them. And so... That's, this is what men have to realize is that it is up to us as leaders, and that's why I always get on the grown boys and say stop pointing the blame to women. Stop talking about, oh, she she a gold digger or she a whore or she ain't no good. And even women jumping on women too, oh, that is right. You know, women mess up. But what I say is as a grown man, you have to learn how to accept responsibility for yourself and for your life. And I oftentimes say, no matter what woman I meet and coach, I coach hundreds of women, and even when I meet a gold digger or a woman that cheats, when I look at her story, she either had a man that cheated on her or dogged her out, or she didn't have a father in the home so she didn't see a, a real love, or she had a father that wasn't transparent, or she had a father that he cheated on her mother. So what we have is this barbaric society where men is you know, are, are are cheating constantly all throughout the media and even regular men, not just Tiger Woods and, and Tony Parkers, but even regular men are cheating. And then we have women saying, hey, you know what, I got to adjust. I got to, if I'm going to get cheated on, I might as well use what's between my legs and, and be a millionaire with it. 
You know, if I'm going to get cheated on, I might as well cheat too. So now they're adjusting because it's like we're living in the, in the jungle and, you know, and, and it's survival of the fittest. And they feel like, hey, it's kill or be killed out here in this relationship field, and it's hard. And, and that's what we're coming to, man. And it's, I look at the situation and I say every individual got to stand up and take responsibility for themselves and for their for they actions, no matter what their past is. Now, Tony, you said that love is a learned behavior. Do you also believe that these things that they're doing, are, you know, that are against what true love is, do you believe that those are also learned behaviors? Yeah, it's all learned behaviors. It's almost like if we didn't have the nurturing of our parents when we came into the world or the instruction, then we wouldn't have... Uh, any, we, we wouldn't know how to do anything. Whatever we're around, we learn from that in, that in those imprint stages. So hate is a learned behavior, and love is a learned behavior. Someone uh, made the argument that, you no, know, you come out the womb and you already know how to love. And I say that's a lie. Babies only know how to receive. They're not hugging on you, and, and they're not doing anything for you. They're receiving. And when, and when you're not giving to them, they're crying. And then... You, as they grow older, you teach them how to say please and thank you. You teach them gratitude. You teach them obedience. Because if you're not, then they're unruly. Because like the good words say, foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. So everything that we learn, it, 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 that we are, is because we learned it in the home. And it's largely because men aren't stepping up in the home. Men aren't being fathers to their kids. Men aren't being good husbands to their wives. And I can't point the blame to no woman. Because I'm a husband, and I used to have problems with my wife within them first couple of years. It was crazy. And I used to look at her and say, man, she's too needy. Man, she, she always pouting about something. She always complaining about something. But I wasn't looking at myself. Then I realized in order for you to change somebody else, you must first change yourself. And when I changed myself and I started loving her the way Christ loved the church, the way Ephesians 5 tells me to love a woman, love her the way Christ loved the church, when you love a woman unconditionally, giving, forgiving, understanding, compassionate, not holding account of their errors, when you love her like that, this woman is willing and ready to submit to you. Submission is not even an issue when you love a woman the way she's meant to be loved. And so that's what, that's what we have to start doing now on, on, on a large scale, and even with leaders, is decoding everything that, that has been you know, put in our minds and, and now rebuilding, you know, and, and going back to the imprint stage and starting over and teaching what real love is. And that's why I start, started the love school for the love of me, for that very reason. Well, Tony, so many of the women that, that I know that you're talking with, and Brian and I, we get this all the time, so many of the women have been molested and raped, and a lot of them uh, feel like they can never trust anyone. They can never trust or love anyone to the point that they, you know, that they'll be married. And that's something that they hide. They really don't talk about it. And, um, it, I mean, what advice would you have for them? You know what? I, I, I talk to these women all the time, and it's so tough because I can never tell a woman what it's like to be a woman. And that's why I tell women, if, if an honest man tells you something about a man, listen to him because you can't tell a man what it's like to be a man. So I can't sit here and say I know what it feels like to be molested or to be raped, or to be touched. But it feels like nine out of ten women that I coach have been raped or molested or abused in some manner. And the only advice I could give them is to let them know that if it didn't kill you, it was meant to make you stronger. And now you have to use this as, as, as service and understand what real love is and learn real love so that when a man does something or says something that's, that's off, a red flag pops up and you're able to walk away. But if you learn real love, then you'll be able to accept real love. And see, the thing about it is what keeps these women scarred is that they never get a chance to heal. They go from broken relationship to broken relationship because in that space, they're not learning what real love looks like, what a real relationship is, and they keep tripping up for the same thing. So even to women, I say just like to men, accept responsibility for your life in your adulthood. And understand that that is your past, but right here and now, knowledge is available to you. So whether this man didn't know how to appreciate your body or treat you right as a woman, there are men that do, but you have to know how to recognize them. 
So it, we have to just allow our past to make us stronger, you know. I was a somewhat of an organized pimp and, a, and an abusive, controlling boyfriend when I was 20 years old. And now I minister from that, you know, and, and, and I speak on that, and, and it gives me strength, and I turn my mess into a message. So if anything, allow what you've been through to, to teach someone else. Anything you've lived and learned, then teach. And, and remember that to teach is to learn twice. Now, Tony, we have uh, quite a few Facebook listeners, and I have a question out of Facebook. They want to know why do these young girls like to date these older guys? You know, the question is, like, why do 14-year-old girls like to go out with these 24-, 25-year-old guys? A lot of women have the idea that the older a man is or the taller he is or the stronger he is, uh, that that represents security because they don't understand what it is, what a real man is. And so they look at a man's age and they think that that represents maturity and security. And and the large part is that women get so caught up in either the lack of a father or having a father that they end up looking for their father instead of looking for a husband. And they forget that your husband is not going to be your daddy. And we even, you know, women call men daddy, and whether it's sexually or just whatever. And so these young girls, they, they, they mature faster than young boys, so they feel like they're on another level. And so they feel like their level is the level of a man 10, 15, 20 years older than him. And I coach so many women like that, and I'm like, you know what? You are meant for a man your age because he is growing with you. When you meet a man that's 10 years older than you, that's youth versus experience. He knows tricks to the game that you have nowhere come close to learning. So now you like putty in his hand. And if this man is not sound and stable, he's going to run every game in the book on you, and you're not even going to know it. So I oftentimes tell women, date in your league. Don't, don't be in the minor league trying to date somebody in the big league. Don't be the amateur trying to, trying to date a veteran. Learn what love is, learn what a relationship is, and learn at the same time with these young bucks that's coming up with you. And I, I see it over and over. These, these old, these old cats. I don't, I don't, I won't even do business with a man over forty and unmarried, uh, uh, over thirty-five and, and unmarried. It, 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 unless he is bound in the Word of God, because it's too many women out here for you not to be with you a woman and loving you a woman. Because I believe that's what makes you a man. And that's what women need to understand, that these guys out here, if they that old, if they 15 years older than you, and and they ain't got a woman, and they not taking care of somebody, and they not a, a millionaire, or, or they life don't show that they've been chasing a dream to pursue a happiness all their life, and they got things to show for it, something ain't lining up. Something ain't lining up. Well, Tony, let me ask you this. About about us men and and the, the husbands and the fiancés or whatever. How important is it for the woman to support the man's dreams? It's very important. It is very important because you know that's what a woman is. See, a, a woman has to realize that the man is the head, but just because he's the head doesn't make you the tail. It doesn't make you the foot. You are the spine. And what is a body without its spine? So women have to understand that you are his backbone and that behind every good man is a strong woman, and that if that man has all of the things that money can't buy, meaning that he has character, then with your help and your support, he can get you and him all of the things that money can buy. And that's the only reason why I am where I am today and and why I'm going where I'm going because of the support of my wife. When I met her, I was a drug dealer. When I met her, I have nothing in my name but a driver's license. And I was a young buck. But because of her support, she got me out of them streets. She told me, you're going to get out of these streets. I got a pregnant. We got married. You're going to get out of these streets, and you're going to take care of me and your son. We gone. I'm not, I got friends that, boyfriends is doing five and seven and ten years for selling drugs, and I ain't going to have you doing that. And so she changed my life, and that is how today I'm able to speak from experience as a life coach. So it's important that women support a man, not, not your boyfriend, your husband. Don't don't be spending all your money and driving yourself crazy over a grown boy. And help this young man understand whether he's chasing a dream or whether he's chasing a fantasy. 
You're 32 years old. You're too old to be starting a rap career. You you need to find you something to do. <laughs> That's true, man. That's true. We got a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Brian. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm I'm sorry. I'm laughing from that because Greg's right. I know quite a few people who are, you know, 37, 38 years old, and they're still trying to be rappers. It's like, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you've been trying to be a rapper for 10 years. You know, uh, it might be time to look at a new profession. <laughs> yeah, they yeah they chasing fantasies, and that's that's the thing. You see, a woman sometimes can see in a man what a man can't see in himself, and that's why her role is so important because you can speak life into that man. So whenever I doubt myself, my wife is there to assure me of my gifts and my talents and show me. And even my mother spoke into my life, baby, you need to be writing. Baby, you need to be using that wisdom. Here I am trying to play basketball and football, and then when that ain't work out, I did what every other cat from the hood did, turn to the streets and want to sell drugs and rob stores, and that will never pan out right. And it was the women, that my wife and my mother speaking into my life and say, look at your God-given gifts that you've been overlooking. And that's what these men need to do while they're single instead of sleeping around and going and, and juggling ten women like you were clown in the circus. Identify your gifts and connect your gifts to your purpose and start living that. That's what we need. Well, that's real. That's real talk right there. That is real yes, talk. Yes, sir. You know, Tony, let me ask this question. How often do you run into uh, to young men who are lost in their purpose? You know, they, they've done all these wrong things, and when they look at you and they say, well, how did you do it? You know, they want to learn how you did it, but they want a, an easy way. Right, right, yeah. A lot, a lot of people, they, you know, they they want to harvest without ever having to till the ground and, and, and plant the seeds. And and that's what I tell a lot of these young cats that come to me, and it's probably 10 a day. You know, I tell them, ain't nothing going to come overnight, and, and men and women alike. But it's important that you identify that thing that comes natural to you, the thing that you love so much you do it for free, not just because it's fun but because it serves a purpose and it can make the world a better place. You know, we will love to have fun. I mean, anybody love to make beats or, 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 you know, do these fun little jobs and careers, but what impact is it going to have on the world? And is you doing it because it's the easy way out? And and that's what I tell these men. And I honestly believe, you know, Apostle Paul was a single man, and he wrote 13 books of the Bible. So there's nothing wrong with being single. But he also said it's better, it's better to marry than to burn. And so that's why I tell these guys, man, you know, while you identifying your purpose and you're moving towards your goal, don't be afraid to, to settle down in love and relationships. Don't be afraid to, to man up because, you know, tomorrow ain't, it ain't promised. Tony, I want to ask you this question and after this. We're going to go to the lines. I'm telling you that the switchboard is completely, I mean, it's filled to the <laughs> to the rim right now. Um, my question is, is, it's about single women. And we see all the time, if you go on Facebook, you see a lot of them, the status, happily single. Uh, do you think a lot of the women feel that there's no hope for them and that's why they're, they, they're saying that they're single or have they just given up on marriage? A lot of women are, you know how when we're going through something or we, uh, we, we, we try to turn our pain into praise or we put a mask on and because we can't, find something or because we can't attain something, we say that we are satisfied with what we have. And what we fail to realize is that the more you speak that on yourself, that's all you have because words have power. So if you're telling yourself that you're happily single and you don't need a man and, and you're an independent woman and independent this and that, when your Prince Charming is staring you in the face, you won't even see him because you've been telling yourself over and over. And I honestly believe that God didn't make anybody to be alone. Now, it's noble and it's respectable to be pursuing your dreams and completing yourself before looking, instead of looking for someone else to complete you. So if that's the case, if you're in school seeking your bachelor's, your master's, you know, your doctorate, you don't need a man. You don't have to have a man because a lot of times uh, a man could be a grown boy, he could be a distraction. But at the same time, the worst, understand that the worst lie you can tell is a lie to yourself. 
So if you know you want love and you know you're ready for love, then learn what love looks like because you can't find it if you don't know what it looks like. And prepare and position yourself so that you will attract love. But if you lie to yourself every day saying, I don't need nobody, I'm fine, but yet you toss and turn it every hour in, in the night, who are you hurting? And so that, that's what I just I ask women to just be honest with yourself. And if you're happily single and, you know, hey, that's the case, more power to you. Keep doing you, pursue your dreams, and be strong. But when it gets to the nitty-gritty, I have never in my life talked to a woman who had her guards down and was being real and said, I want to be single for the rest of my life, or I'm absolutely 100% happy. I talk to six-figure women, celebrity women, and even college females every single day as a life and relationship coach, and all of them is saying, I need a man. I, 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 not, not that I need a man, I want a man. I'm ready to love. I'm ready to be a wife. I'm ready to be a mother. And, I mean, that's that's innate. It's natural. That's uh, that's how God made us. Yeah. Hmm. That's real that's talk, not. bro. That is real talk. You know, and it's funny you would say that. We're going to go to the lines in just a second. You know, you're right. There are many successful women that that are single. And, you know, Greg and I, we've talked to them, and I've heard many of them say, well, you know, the reason I don't have a man right now is because of, what I do, but that doesn't mean I don't want one. Right. Well, so you're absolutely right. Right. And and women these days, you know, have to be real with themselves. And a lot of women, because they're so powerful nowadays, because women are so powerful and successful, they've they've shown themselves a new way of living. You know, they've shown themselves a new lifestyle. And a lot of them have been you know, um, accustomed to to going out with the girls once or twice a week, um, you know, meeting these pro athletes and these big guys who just players and ain't going to do right by them, but they they mingle with them. Some of them then slept with them, and, you know, some of them then dated guys who could do things for them. So now those guys move on, and now these women who have been with these athletes or these high-profile guys or even just live the, you know, kind of classy and sophisticated life on their own, now they're above the average man. Now they're above the regular man. And I was I was saying the other day, every woman's list, because I do matchmaking with my love school, every woman's list that comes in, she says she wants a man six foot or better. And see, we put so many numbers on things when the average American man is 5'9". So if all you're looking for is six foot, it's a hundred men just passed you that was under that, but you didn't even see them. And they were looking at you, they were smiling at you, they had a job, they were steady, and they wanted you, but you didn't pay them any attention because you're looking six foot or higher. And so it's not saying that you settle, because the only thing that matters at the end of the day is that he can love you the way you deserve to be loved. What's in his pocket, what's in his bank account, how tall he is, those things don't matter. Now, weight is different because... You know, unless he just has some type of you know disorder to where he can't lose weight, but weight is different. So I can't blame a person for having a weight limit because none of us have ever eaten anything on accident. So if a man is you know a certain weight and we don't eat nothing on accident, so but when it comes down to height and income, women need to be more open and more realistic. And a lot of women have just flat out and told me, I don't. He got to make six figures. Because I want to just be able to go and uh, fly when I want to fly. I want to be able to shop when I want to shop. And like I say, you have to realize, are you you looking for a real man or are you looking for a fantasy? Because what we have to realize is we are becoming defective daters. We're becoming dumb daters. And marriage says for better or worse, not for better or best, for better or worse, for richer or poor, not rich or richer, but for rich or poor. So that means if he got a quarter to his name, can you look him in his eyes and smile? He, he, you either going to be Bentley or, or Bangladesh. I heard a man say the other day, you know, either it is, if you find a woman that uh, loves you the same as if you had to go do a mission in Bangladesh and leave her alone and go live dirt poor, will she love you the same then as if you was pulling up in your Bentley to your mansion? And that's what women need to strive to be, a woman that don't see numbers, but see the content of this man's character. 
Well said, my brother. Well said. All right, we're going to go to the phone lines. I want to start off by going to the 601 area code. So 601, you are on live with the Abundant Solutions Hour. 601 area code. You know what? I think yes. some folks probably on the road. I, I think she just said something. Yes. All right. I'm a one area code. All right. Are you there? I think I hear well, you my talking. My question is. All right. My question is, um, why is it that most men? Well, I'll have to say from my experience that it seems I have a problem with. Um, I'm a woman of I think I'm a woman of a woman of, of standards. I'm trying to have something. I'm working on my doctrine degree. But it seems the most of the men I dated would choose a woman that's been with several men, that has several children, and it seems hard that they they will most likely choose that woman over me. Right, right. Um you know, you know what that is. A lot of times, these guys that who who seem to be men are in in fact grown boys, and the men who choose, you know, the, the strippers or the women with a lot of kids or you know a woman who doesn't really have much to bring to the table, that's because he's not looking for a wife. He's looking for a slave, and the reason why he wants a slave, he wants somebody that he can cheat on, somebody that he can beat on, somebody that he can run out on and somebody that, that has low self-esteem or that he can take her mistakes and rub them in her face and make her feel worthless. So a lot of times, if a dude, if you have everything to offer and you know this, and a man leaves you, you ought to be like good riddance because you didn't lose a man, you lost a grown boy. So I tell females, when you see a guy that marries a woman who doesn't seem to have much to offer, that's because he didn't have much to offer either. So, you know, just keep weeding them out. And then, you know that that's a plus. That's a plus. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, all right. We're going next to the three one three area code. Three one three. You're on live. Hi. How are you? Hello. Welcome. Um, I just have a question for Tony. Um, I'm a young woman. I'm actually only 22, and I just wonder how he what he thinks about looking for love at such a young age. And I know that they say people it's so cliche, and people say, "Oh, you're so young. You don't need to be looking for this. You need to be worrying about life. You have so much time to worry about that stuff." But I just wonder, you know, sometimes you could be passing something up because of what somebody else said, or because you're young. Right, right. You definitely have to look at your life. You know, my wife was 20 years old when we got married. I was 23, so we were very young. And a lot of people said, you know, hey, y'all too young. But we still together, and as long as I'm the man in the relationship, meaning that as long as I have a choice, we'll be together until death does us part. And so it's up to you, and you have to look at where you are in your life and understand Make sure that you know exactly what love is. If you haven't taken my love school, you need to do that because it's only $50. And you need to learn what love is and learn what a relationship is. And then after you've learned that, then you're ready for love. But I don't recommend anybody who hasn't learned from a, a an expert or, or, or an author or somebody that's married and living a successful marriage and have made the mistakes that you could run into Learn from someone like that, whether it's your pastor or a counselor or whoever, and then into love because a lot of people make that mistake and they do get in too early and it ends up ruining you because you could be on this perfect track for success and you meet a grown boy who is disguised as a man and a year into it, he got you pulling your hair out, you failing, and that's how I did my wife when I first met her. I was a grown boy and for the first time in her life, she failed classes. For the first time in her life, she missed classes. Here this, here this woman was on a full scholarship. Here, here she was on a full scholarship, and I had her in the drug game with me. You see what I'm saying? 
and, mm-hmm. and, and, and around that. So make sure that you know what love is so that when a man comes in your life, you can recognize and realize, is this a man or is this a grown boy? And, and if you don't know love, then, you know, keep, keep doing what you're doing. Stay on that track. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Awesome advice. Hey, hey, you know I got to keep it real with them now. A lot of folks, <laughs> hey, a lot of folks read them tweets and they think I'm, they think I'm real run. You know, they think I'm Ralph Marston. But I, I done lived this thing. <laughs> this ain't no, you know, this, this ain't no somebody that read a book about it. I ain't read a book about it, and and went and got all kind of papers, degrees to put on a wall about it. I done lived this thing. So, hey. This this real here. Okay, Brian, let's go to the three one seven area code. Hey, did Brian's phone cut out? They have. Let's go to the three one seven area code. Caller, you're live on the Among Solutions Hour. Maybe maybe they were just calling uh, to listen in. Brian, are you there? Tony, are you there? Yes, sir. I'm here. Can you hear? Okay, okay. Yeah, I can hear you. I don't know. If we're having some kind of difficulties, but you know what, Tony? It, it, it's amazing that so many women. I mean, we we women are looking for love. I mean, we haven't had a brother to call in yet, and it's usually just women always calling, calling, calling. And they're so sincere. I mean, these are some serious, serious questions. I mean, they're simple questions, but, you know, they want to know. And, and I'm right. just glad that you're here to tell them the truth. It, it may not be something that they want to hear, but it, it's the truth. And a lot of guys, Tony, and let's be honest, you and I both know we talked about this. Guys are going to be upset at the fact that you're telling the truth. It, it's not a code or some type of game. This is not a game. This is real, serious. serious. It's real. It's real. And that's what I tell these guys. I say, man, they get mad at me for talking about love, you know, all the time and, and, and teaching a different love. Another cat, he tweeted the other day, he said, look at this old married dude trying to F it up for everybody else. And these guys, they go in on me all day, but I don't let it get to me because I understand where they at and I used to be there. And what they don't realize is where they at right there. I played that game like Jordan, and they playing it like, like uh, who's sitting on the bench. You see what I'm saying? So I played that game. You know what I mean? And I was I was an organized pimp in, 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 in the fact that I say that I had 10, 15 women that not only that I was with, but anybody I told them to be with, they would be with. And that was the game that I was playing, taking women's minds, not just their bodies, but their minds. And so these little boys out here playing games, and they don't realize what they're doing to these women's minds. But, see, I came out on the other side, and I learned that. And God spared me. And I went through so many women, and God didn't even let me get an STD. And so I vowed to him that I was going to enlighten these women and enlighten these men for everyone that will listen so that we can create healthy relationships and create healthy families and change the scope of America. And that's what affecting real change is. It it ain't about how much education you're about. Because at the end of the day, the one, the, the, thing we desire the most is love, more so than money, more so than degrees and accolades. When you're on your deathbed, you're going to remember your time with your loved one, not when they put that degree in your hand. And so that's what we have to get to is learning and seeking out what real love is. And so I played the game, and so that's why now I'm coaching. That's why I'm a coach because I've already played and I've retired, and, and I ain't hang my jersey up. I burnt my jersey. And, and I'm not proud of what I did, and that's why I'm out here on this servant, on this battlefield, on the front line, enlightening these young boys and these, and these women. And, and the crazy thing about it is I got women and men in my love school in their 40s and 50s, and they emailing me, and they saying, you saying stuff that I've never heard before. So wow. that just confirms how important it is to learn love. We got people... Boy, we got men that's 55, 60 years old, grown boys. And and, 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 I, and I don't say any of what I'm saying to impress anybody, but to impress, but to impress upon you that knowledge is available, 
Wisdom is a gift from God, and it's available if you ask. And if you want to grow, and if you want to learn, and if you want to mature, you can. It's a choice. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Tony, I want to go back to the phone lines. Okay. Uh, let's try the 817 area code. 817, you're on live. 817. All right, maybe they're just listening in. Let's try the 267. No. <laughs> okay, well, maybe not. She's not ready to talk to us. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Go ahead, Carla. You're live. Go ahead. Which one? Is this the 817 or the 267? Yes, 817. Tony. All right. Yes, yes. yes. Jen Ferris. Okay. I'm in your love school. I'm good. How are oh. you? Great to hear you. Okay. Um, uh, I have a question. I know that there was one call in about the girl who was um, younger, but I have um, myself, I am 39, and I just started talking to somebody who is 49. Um, it is Is that... I'm coming out of a um, 20-year divorce. Is, is that even even worth my time? You know, um, and has uh, has he been divorced? Yes, he has. He he has been divorced, and um, it was like 14 years ago. And he has never remarried. He has three grown children. Um, he's a flight attendant, and he flies out of the country a lot, so I don't get to talk to him a lot every day, but um, I know know he is um, a man of God. I I know what's on his list, but um, when you say the age difference, it kind of squashes me, so I I want to know, I don't want to be putty in his hands. Right, right. Well, see, yours is different, and and the key the key word was when uh, when they asked about the younger women, they said fourteen, fifteen year olds, and and I even take that up to women that's like twenty five, dating guys that's in their forties. You know, these women in their twenties dating guys in the forties. But you're thirty nine years old. He's forty nine. So technically, the fact that you all mature faster than us, y'all pretty much on the same level, and you could even be on a higher level. And also the fact that he's been divorced, it, it's a different um, – he's in a different ball game Now, if he was 49 and single and had never been married, then I would have red flags popping up everywhere. But in his case, he's tried love. He was man enough to settle down and commit, but they didn't know love and what a real relationship was, so it failed. He got it wrong, and he's just been taking time to himself, and, and now he's looking to, to get back in the game, and, you know, and that happens. So – you have a totally different situation. And what people have to realize, too, is, you know, we speak in statistics, we speak to the majority, but there are exceptions. And that's why it's important to get individual coaching. And I thank you for being in my love school. And Greg and Brian, you see, she's 39 years old in this love school. So now we see the importance of learning this love. But I think in your case, just keep taking it, you know, day by day. You need a strong, firm foundation in building a relationship and it's important that he learns from the mistakes that he made in marriage or he'll just make them over again. But with y'all distance and the time that you'll have to talk, you'll be able to build one of the strongest foundations, which is friendship. And, uh, I mean, you're you always going to have some issues, but that, that might be something more so for, you know, one-on-one relationship coaching. Yes, amen. But, but you're, safe. You're, safe. you're safe to move forward, though. You are safe. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Boy, that was great advice. <laughs> hey, hey, thank you, man. That's God, man. He 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 just he just dropped these jewels on me sometimes, you know. <laughs> well all the time. <laughs> all right. Let's go to the two six seven area code. Yes, two six seven, you're on live. Yes. Hello. Hello? Yes, yes you're on live. Hello? Can you hear us? Yes, go ahead. You're on live. Oh, um, my question is, can y'all hear me? Yes. Okay. 
Um, I had a question. When I'm 25, I'm sorry, I'm 24 years old, and I've been in a, a three-year relationship, and we're both, you know, seeking God. We're both men and women of God. And I just wanted to know, when you're at that point where you're not yet married, but you're pursuing marriage, how do you give the man the leading role, I guess to say, without not forgetting that you're not married yet? You can, if that makes any sense, right, I guess. Right. Good question. Good question. Right. And you, and you know what? Um, when you're pursuing marriage, he don't have a leading role. You are an individual, and he's an individual. And what you have to realize, um, you can't forget the maturity continuum where you go from a dependent to independent to interdependent. And in order to be interdependent, you must first be independent. So what you have to realize is he is independent, and you are independent, and he has no rule or any say-so over your life until he puts a ring on your finger. So until then... You drive your car, you pay your bills, he pays his bills, he shows that he can get a car, he can get a job, he can take care of himself, and you show the same thing. And when both of you have graduated from interdependency, then you can go into interdependency and be ready for a relationship. And when he puts a ring on your finger and walks you down the aisle, then you tell him, now you are the head of my life and Christ must be the head of you because if Christ ain't the head of you, I'm not going to be following you. And so right, right, right now, don't worry about submitting in, in the sense to where he's getting the benefits of marriage. And that's, that's why we have so many defective daters or women are giving men the benefits of marriage during dating. So the man has no incentive to even marry her. So separate uh-huh. the two. And, and separate the two and learn, you know, and, and read Corinthians 13, read Ephesians 5, and you'll see the difference between just dating and marrying. In the, in the Bible, they had a, a time, a period to where when a man met a woman, they could do nothing for a year, no sex, no nothing. It was just courting. And that's what we have to go back to, just courting, getting to know one another and building that firm foundation. But see, what we're doing is, is we becoming sexually active, you know, we... Women are, are, are becoming uh, are desperate or afraid of losing a man or running away, so they're not asking the key question that need to be asked, and we are defective betas. So keep seeking God. Make sure he's seeking God, and make sure that you can tell the, 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 the tree by the fruit that he bears. Make sure he's living it, and then when he get on one knee, until then, he, he ain't did nothing. I always tell women a man has been, done nothing for you until he marries you, because mm-hmm. as we see, as we see, 50% of marriages is failing. So we can't even imagine how many uh, dating relationships and engagements are failing. So, mm-hmm. so, 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 so just stay on that track you own. Uh, let them know, hey, you know, you're seeking God, I'm seeking God, you're doing you, I'm doing me, we together, we're faithful to one another, we're not having sex outside of one another, and when it comes to marriage, I'm ready when you are. And, you know, if, if that's how you feel. Thank you. You're welcome. Awesome, brother. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you. All right, we got a few more minutes left here. Let's try the 646 area code. 646, you're on live. Yes, um, I was calling because um, I'm a single mother, and uh, it's kind of discouraging thinking of, uh, I guess, dating and with the, I guess, with being a single mother, because I guess a lot of people may look down on that. So I only have one child, but um, I'm just kind of, I guess, concerned about that when the time comes, because for the time being, I have a lot of healing to do and some time before I will even begin to consider that, but I, that was something that I was also concerned about. Right. Well, one thing I'll tell you is that a real man, a real man in, in, in the true essence of the word is not afraid of any talent, and loving another man's child is a challenge. It's not easy, and there are there are a lot of men that say they can't do it, and they won't do it, but at the same time, for every one of them, there's a man who will do it. So the key is just 
learning the attributes of what a real man is and preparing yourself for love and knowing that when you see him, you'll know him. That conversation you'll have. My sister, she has two kids, and she's with a guy that uh, loves her and takes care of her, and he's growing. He's still a grown boy, but he's being man enough to take care of two kids that are not his. So there is always hope, and there is always a man out there. You just have to be patient, and in and, and this time, keep, keep building yourself. So, you know, single is not does not always mean lonely. And a relationship does not always mean happy. So blossom where you are. Bloom right where you at. And make your time that you have right now the best time. This is where you need to be dreaming, planning, and executing. And if a man wants you, he'll come and find you. And please believe, if he's mad enough, he'll, he'll be there for your child too. Okay. Thanks. Well, and I, I guess... My concern was that I've heard you use the term grown boy, and uh, it's just being deceived because, I mean, obviously you're talking about knowing the game, and um, that was something that was an issue. I guess what you mentioned before, like knowing a real man, and right. a lot of times it's kind of easy to be deceived. So just, I was really even, you know, even though I, I know eventually I do want to get married one day, it's, that is kind of something that another like, really big issue. Alright. It will work itself out. If if you if you commit yourself to learning what love is and what a real man is and what a real woman is, it'll play right it'll play in your favor. And okay. Thanks. You're awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yes, uh my brother, this hour has gone by so fast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, that, was, that was quick. I know. I mean, it seems like we've been on the phone for 10 minutes, but really yeah. we've been on for almost an hour. And I can tell you, brother, that you've given us some wonderful information, you know, and I can say that even some of the things you've said as a married man, I'm going to go back and use some of that stuff, brother. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Tony, we, we have two minutes left in the show. If you could, please give out your information and also the information about your love school. It's just pretty okay. much, um, I think you're open for speaking engagements if you know people want you to come in. And I don't know about the seminars and workshop, but just tell us what, what you have on the table that you can offer and also your contact information. Most definitely. Everything, you can find me on TonyCaskins.com. My love school, each one is getting better. We're going into the third cycle. Registration is open right now on TonyGaskins.com, and um, it's amazing. We have hundreds of men and women from all over the globe, not just America. We have people in other countries that take part, and, of course, their time zone is different, but they get the recording, and it's really people are growing. I mean, people from the age of 18 to 60, and um, as far as speaking, I'm pretty much booked up for the spring, but I know there's, there's little holes here and there you know, in each month. So if you're on the SGA or you want to put on a seminar, just contact me through TonyGaskins.com, and um, I'll shoot you, you know, to my manager, who is my wife, and, um, you know, and, and we'll lock it down. Um, and follow me. You're not on Twitter. I believe a lot of people on here probably are at Tony Gaskins. And um, let's keep growing. Let's just let's grow together. I'm growing. Yeah. Tony, you know, I, this is Greg, and I want to thank you for coming on because this this love thing is for real. I, I think this is the greatest gift that God has given us is the ability to love because he is love. And for oh, those yeah. out there that think that, you know, you, you can never love again, love, the true definition of love is God, so he's never ending, and, and love is never ending. I just think it's a beautiful thing um, Whenever you're able to express it And like Tony said It is the, the most important thing that we're seeking It is love And that's, again, that's God So And we're made in his image So it's really important And I just wish that a lot of men and a lot of women Can break through those barriers And uh, become one Because that's really important Right? Most yeah Most Yes, sir yeah, Tony, thank you again for joining us And I want to thank all of our listeners for joining us because you have been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We thank you all again for joining us tonight. We ask that you come back again next week as we'll have another show ready 
for your hearing pleasure. Good evening to you all. God bless you. Until we meet again. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all. Bye-bye.